Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey, everybody, it's Catherine, and welcome back to the Sunday Seether podcast. Today, I am talking about a question that I often get from my audience, especially my business-minded wannabe life coach folks, and that is do I need to get certified in order to become a life coach? So we are going to dive in on that today and my opinions and takes. First off, though, I want to invite you to a special free training I'm doing. The training is called How I Made My First $50,000 as a Highly Sensitive Business Owner and Life Coach. It is totally free. It is July 17th, that's a Sunday at 8pm Eastern with a lifetime replay provided. And this is where I'm going to show you the behind the scenes of my first year in my life coaching business, exactly how I made $50,000. So showing you the breakdowns of the revenue streams, the offers I put together, sort of the nuts and bolts. And I'm also going to share with you the 10 tenants of making money in your business your first year. So my beliefs, my strategies, my mindset tricks and tips, all those sorts of things, exactly how I was able to make, you know, essentially a living in my very first year of business, which is not necessarily the case for everybody who starts out. Um, It's totally doable. You can absolutely do it. And we're also going to be doing live exercises on the call. So come with a pen and paper, and I'm going to help you break down the wall of your brain that is telling you you could not make $50,000 as a life coach during this exercise. So attend, um, sign up. The link is in the bio. You just have to register, but it's totally free. So I am looking forward to seeing you there. Again, that is on Sunday, July 17th at 8pm Eastern and the link is in the show notes. Okay, so let's move on to certification. I'm going to be talking about it from the lens of being a life coach, but I hope you will open up your brain to thinking about certification generally in life. And the question I get is, do you need certification to become a life coach? And my answer is no, maybe it depends. (laughs) But first, I will answer this quite literally, do you need a certification to become a life coach? No. Coaching is an unregulated industry, for better or for worse. And I think there are pros and cons to that. So anybody from Joe Schmo, some 20-year-old, you know, on the internet, on TikTok, to somebody with um, a degree in counseling and 20 years under their belt as a therapist can call themselves a life coach. Um So literally, no, you do not certification. If we're just talking about like the extreme nuts and bolts, there is no certification. There are certifying industries, certifying bodies. Um, There are schools. There are tons of different life coaching certification programs you can go out there. Um, But it's not like licensed by states or by the federal government in, in one regulating industry body. So when you get certifications, they stand you know, with the backing of that particular organization, but not like with a body as a whole. Like there is the, um, I always mix it up if it's the ICF or the IFC, but the International Coaching Federation, which is as close, I think, as the industry gets to like a regulatory body. 
But um, there are tons of like small mid-tier certifications that you can go through. Um, But I will say, no, you do not need a certification to become a life coach. And generally, I do not believe you need a certification, in my opinion, to become a life coach. But I understand why you might want one. And so what I want to explore today is if you're thinking about becoming any sort of online coach, um, if you're thinking about getting certified, if you're feeling like you totally need to get certified, and you're feeling paralyzed about that, let's explore some of the energy and reasonings behind that first, right? And what I really want to talk to talk about today is the general dangers of permission and mindset culture overall. Um, So we don't necessarily realize it, but we live in a culture that's 100% deeply steeped in hierarchical permission. And since this country was founded on the tenets of the patriarchy and white supremacy, most of the permission and the hierarchy stems from that. Um, Let me read a little bit from author Jeffrey Davis from an article in Psychology Today about permission mindset. So he writes, Permission reassures us when we venture into the unknown because it sets us on a defined path and diffuses responsibility for the outcome of our actions. But today, when the pressure to innovate and stand out is greater than ever, we confuse permission with purpose and seek validation from others rather than search within ourselves to find meaning and stand confidently in the authority of our ideas. We live in a permission culture. Permission culture is the idea that in many aspects of our lives, we feel the need or desire for someone to authorize our agency. I'm going to say that again. Permission culture is the idea that in many aspects of our lives, we feel the need to desire for someone to authorize our agency. It assumes that we need the approval of people smarter or more powerful than us in order to go forth and bring our most important ideas and dreams to life. So I want to touch on this today because nowhere do I see permission mindset and culture imbued more deeply than in highly sensitive women and women who struggle with perfectionism. We truly desire somebody else to give us a piece of paper that says it's okay for us to go out into the world and do our thing. And sometimes that piece of paper is a good idea. And sometimes it's just a crutch on which we're leaning because we cannot find the personal agency within ourselves to say that we know what we're doing and we have good enough ideas to move forward. So where does permission mindset and culture start and how does it get imbued so deeply in so many of us? And if you really look back, it starts in the school system. So it starts incredibly young. So I'm going to quote again from another article. So this is kind of a long excerpt, so bear with me, but I think it's important. This is from um, a newsletter writer named Zach Slayback, which is quite a name, Zach Slayback. (laughs) So he starts the article off. May I go to the bathroom? May I borrow a pencil? May I have next Monday off to go on a family vacation? Everybody from first graders to adult high school seniors and even their parents will ask for things like whether or not it is acceptable for them to use the bathroom, whether or not they can take their children with them on a family retreat, and whether or not they can borrow a pencil. This is a central feature of the schooled mindset. Students are forced to ask for permission for anything as little as enforcing basic bodily functions before they can rightly act upon them. Enforced under the guise of cordiality and good manners. School's permission requirements teach young people that there will be an authority from which that they must seek permission before they can do anything. And they carry this mindset with them through life. 
Even in college, young adults still seek permission from professors to go to the bathroom, request days off for basic family functions, and see themselves as subject to the authority of the classroom, despite being grown adults. It expands beyond petty classroom requirements to careers, too. Graduates expect that they can't go into business if they graduate with if they graduate with a liberal arts degree and need feel-good articles showing others who have done it successfully before they'll consider it. They think that if they haven't taken a class on economics, then they probably shouldn't try to read more on the subject. This can bleed into parenting styles, and they are raised by and or become helicopter parents and believe their children must ask them for permission on careers and basic lifestyle choices before they can act on them. They think they have to have some sort of approval from somebody before they can pursue their careers. This can be a university, a college recruiter, a book about what they can do with their degree, their parents. It doesn't matter. They've fallen into the trap of a permission-based mindset. And it's not entirely their faults. They go through 12 to 16 years of what is essentially a constructed mini-society. When you spend five out of seven days a week in a controlled environment with clear authorities, clear structures, and clear ways to win and lose, you will probably start to view the world that way. If you spend all these years in a system where your actions are entirely dependent on the approval or disapproval of one or several individuals, never more than a few levels removed from you, you'll probably view yourself as subject to these decisions and permission of people not too far from you for much of your young life. So, We really need to understand that we are most likely generally in our lives acting out of permission culture and permission mindset. And we think that the answer is to get more certifications, more approval, and more permission from those outside of us in order to take our ideas and our dreams forward. And we need more and more research and like more and more preparation before we can do the thing. So I just really want to like hammer that home about how deep any of us who have been in the school system, that permission mindset starts so young and it starts with stuff as simple as asking if we can go to the bathroom. So what I want you to really consider as you consider the question of certification, you want to make sure that you're shifting from operating in a permission mindset to a growth and a personal agency mindset. And I think that there are good reasons to get a certification in life coaching, depending on the energy from which you are making this decision and depending on where you are, like where you are wanting to coach generally. So, but before I kind of go into more about certification for life coaching and some questions that, you know, may help you reflect on what is the best decision for you, I want to tell you a little bit of a story. So I have a huge fear of the dentist and much to my chagrin, I have often like avoided going to the dentist for long stretches of life. (laughs) And there was a time back in my I would say this is like 2014 or 2015 or so I was like, okay, Jesus, it's time maybe even earlier, I was about 33 or so. And my coworker had gone to a local dentist that was covered by our insurance. And she'd just gone for a cleaning, she hadn't gone any cavities. So everything was good. And she had a decent experience. So she just recommended them to me. So I was like, fine, this is a sign from the universe. I will go to this dentist. So I went to this dentist and this dentist was like, oh my God, you have cavities and you need root canals right now. And I had like never had root canals. And I was like, oh, like my mouth is full of instruments. And I'm like, oh, go ahead, right? So I like didn't really know what was going on. And I'm getting root canals from a dentist, which is not really how it should proceed. There's like people, I forget their names, that like do root canals officially, Um, And so I'm getting these root canals from this dentist and 
what happens is the root, they forget to give me antibiotics, prescribe me antibiotics afterwards and the teeth get infected. And I am in a massive, massive, the worst pain of my life, honestly, um, for days afterwards. And I'm not sure what's going wrong and I'm feeling horrible. And I eventually go back to the dentist, um, a few days later and they were like, the dentist was like, to the assistant, did you give her antibiotics? And they were like shrugging. And I was like on the table and they're continuing to like poke around in these horribly gone wrong root canals without any Novocaine. And I'm literally like screaming on the table. And they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll just give you some antibiotics and I'll clear up the infection. And also we need to pull your wisdom teeth right now. They literally said this. And I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) obviously this is not a place where I need to be getting my dental needs met. It turns out I need to get the root canals completely redone. One of the root canals is so botched. Eventually I've had to have an implant and have that tooth taken out and replaced by an implant. And why am I telling you this story? (laughs) That person went to dentist school. Okay. They had all the certifications of dentistry. They had what seemed to be a thriving business and Also, they were horrible people who exploited me and exploited somebody who had some dental trauma and was kind of at the mercy of their understanding. Should I have done better due diligence? I absolutely should have because I did not look at their reviews, which if I had looked at them, I would have understood these people were not good dentists and they um, tried to take uh, monetary advantage of some people. And in fact, I had to threaten them to take them back to, to take them to small claims court in order to get even just a partial refund on some of the work that they had done on my mouth that was so botched. Um, But what I am saying here, the lesson of this, this rambly story is like certification will not save you from bad actors and certification. You can certify the hell out of anybody and lots of people slip through the certification process and are still going to be exploitative. And so certification, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? There are people, and I know that many of you have experienced this, doctors or certified health professionals who have gone through, you know, years and decades of education who were dismissive or harmful to you, Um, teachers who have gone through teaching certifications and were bad teachers, Um, you know, accountants or other business professionals who have all the certifications in the world and like still took advantage of you, right? So certification is not something that is going to guarantee anything. And it's not even necessarily an indicator of if this person that you're thinking about hiring is going to be the right fit for you. So that said, I just want you to to really land in the idea that certification will not also save you. Like you getting certified will not protect you from the ups and downs of running a business and of sometimes like not knowing what you're doing and sometimes making mistakes in your business, right? So certification will not save you, whether it's you yourself as the service provider or you when you are purchasing from a service provider. So the work is actually, whether you get certified or not, Learning to find safety in yourself and also forgiveness in yourself when you inevitably mess up or make mistakes, either in the role of the service provider or purchaser slash client. And how can you also trust yourself, right? How, what are your own accountability standards? How are you checking in with yourself and your own practice to making sure you're providing from good faith that you're doing the best for your clients, right? Like that you are staying up to date on the education necessary to serve your people, right? you're going to have to figure those things out. Sometimes certification can help, but it is going to be an individual journey too, right? 
And also, most importantly, if you get a certification, you are still going to need to move out of permission mindset. You can get certified 10 ways to Sunday and you will fail as a business owner if you are operating from permission mindset because ultimately you are you are going to be the half you blah, blah, blah. you are going to have to be the one making the decisions. Nobody else is going to do that for you. It doesn't matter if you have zero certifications or 10 certifications. There is nobody else that can give you to, the permission to run your own business and give you the approval to do it in the way that you think is right for you, right? So you know you are stuck in permission mindset and culture if you're the kind of person who keeps thinking, I just need one more certification. I just need one more course. I just need to read a few more articles. I just need to have informational interviews with a few more people. And then I will be able to do the thing, right? So really reflect on that. Is that where you are? And in that case, you know, it still might be a good idea for you to get certified as a life coach. Um, But you also might be operating, you might be going into the energy of certification from a place that will not benefit you, right? So that's really what I want you to check in on. Because you could get a certification. And if you're doing it from the energy of approval and permission, then it'll be much different than a person who goes into a certification with the energy of being willing to learn, to take personal agency, understanding that the certification is not going to save them from anything. And they're still going to have to do the hard work of figuring out how to ethically run um, and practice as a run a business and practice as a coach themselves. So, and I think there are many good reasons to get a certification. I loved my certification. I am a certified life coach. Um, I got my certification from New Ventures West. I know many people who have come out of there and really enjoyed it. It is a reputable organization. It is a year long. Um, I can highly recommend it. I can also tell you it offers at the time I took it literally no business or marketing um, advice. It is really all about um, the art of coaching and the art of personal growth. And so even if you get a certification from a great organization, it's not necessarily going to be able to cover all the bases that you need in order to run your own business and work independently as a life coach. Um, This is where I want to say, like, is I think you don't necessarily need certification is if you are coming at coaching from an extremely niche area of life experience that you have lived or skills that you have developed that are like extremely teachable. So you might be like a copywriting coach. Maybe you've had 20 years in the industry as a copywriter, and you know how to teach people and like coach them on copywriting. Maybe you're a running coach, maybe you were a division one athlete in running, and you know how to do a coaching program and train people on that. Maybe you're a widowed mom, and you have the life experience of going through widowhood and the tools that you have used to help people. Um, maybe you're a nutrition coach, like maybe you, you know, maybe in college, you got a degree in nutrition and like, you're able to use that in your coaching experience. So there's also all of these times, like if you have this like wonderful specific life experience that, you know, you can coach from that, like, you know, and I'll ask you this, which is better as a life coach? Is it somebody who got a certification but still like hasn't really drawn on their own life experience? Or is it somebody with years of life experience who is able to document how they successfully got through a particular problem? And now they have a process for teaching people how to how to solve that particular problem too. 
And sometimes you want both. Sometimes you want the certification and the life experience. And that's when you can really get like a really good life coach too. But don't dismiss, you know, you're always going to have to trust your intuition. So if you're selecting a life coach, what I can say is trusting your intuition and the curious like pull towards that person, um, as well as of course, doing your due diligence and reading their testimonials. And do they do things like book a sales call with you to see if you're a good fit first, right? Are they like transparent on their page about their business practices and their prices and like how coaching works, right? And so you're going to have to learn to, to trust yourself through in that hiring process too. But either way, if you get certified, you need to understand, are you coming from clean energy around desiring the certification because you understand it will help fill some gaps for you? Or are you coming from dirty permission-based energy? I need the certification. And once I get the certification, then I'll know how to do things, right? And I encourage you as much as you can to get to a clean place with certification, whether you end up getting it or not. And understand that if you choose to get a certification, it is not something that will give you an A plus and set you up for success without any bumps, right? You will still be dealing with all of that. But you will have more tools in your toolkit. Um, you may feel more confident, which is important. You know, the belief that you can coach is a huge important part of being able to run a successful business and doing a certification program where they have you peer coach or coach pro bono clients can really help you gain that confidence and that belief too. So there's lots of reasons to get a certification too. So here are some questions to ask yourself as you consider the path of certification for coaching. What is my energy behind thinking about certification? What are 10 reasons I want to get certified? Do I like these reasons? Why or why not? What are five things a certification will give me that I believe I don't already have? So those are just some journal prompts, questions for you to get the ball rolling, to get your brain rolling about certification. So whether it's in life coaching or any other field where you might need certification, I guess I should say, finally, I 100% believe in like certification and education for things (laughs) that need to be regulated, Um, the health industry, the financial industry, right? And sometimes I think that some of those things also go too extreme, the certification doesn't necessarily create 100% good practitioners, um, practitioners who are operating ethically or with talent or with capabilities. Um, and it probably also prevents a lot of people from going into the field that who find the certification requirements too stringent or too difficult for their lifestyle or their financial um, placement in life at the time they're thinking about certification, right? Like think of all the barriers to becoming a doctor or a professor, right? Like, you know, in one way, some of those things are there for a good reason, right? And you need the education and the training. And in one way, They are barriers for a whole population of people who would probably be excellent healers and other professionals, but because the, the, 
bar is so high and the financial costs of certification are so high, they end up not being able to go in those into those fields either. So as you can see, this is like a very gray area, certification, permission, hierarchy, education overall for a particular set of industries. But for life coaching, I hope today that my prompts and some of the thoughts that I have shared here have gotten your gears turning about certification, about if you're operating out of permission-based mindset, and anything else that's coming up for you in running your business. And if you're waiting for permission or certification or approval from an external source, how can you start looking for that and giving that to yourself um, internally from you? So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, Don't forget to sign up for my webinar, How I Made My First 50K as a Highly Sensitive Business Owner and Life Coach. It is on July 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Link is in show notes. I'll see you there. And I will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about The Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.